This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sort of pique your curiosity. This time it is Amanda. And Brittany. <laughs> hey, bitch. What's she doing? Hello. Is there anybody in there? <laughs> just not if you can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's okay. Just a wink, you know, something. <laughs> Hello. It is episode 81. We're doing superstitions. <laughs> and some other stuff. <laughs> Well, I was going to say writings on the wall, but like it's it's really like a whole bunch of stuff. There's a plethora of things. Yeah. So other stuff applies. Mhm. Mhm. And it's <laughs> thank God. It's home day. That was awful. <laughs> that- that is probably going to be audible over the hump day music. Nah. <laughs> it is what it is. It we're here and it's happening so we're gonna go with it all right well the episode topic is superstitions that's why we said very superstitious <laughs> yeah i'm just making sure oh, yeah, they okay. got it yeah welcome to the shit show friends <laughs> <laughs> episode 81 of superstitions it's hum day and i've got your hum day treat thank god <laughs> okay so yeah, I did got, a thing. We got some alcohol this time. <laughs> I did a thing. This is very unbritney like for this season, but I decided like an hour before <laughs> I came over here what our home day treat was going to be. True. <laughs> I got on Pinterest and I literally searched for black cat cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And okay. here's what there was like. Four or five that kept popping up, and this one had the least amount of ingredients. So, here we are. There you go. Good choice. <laughs> so, after Pinterest, I moseyed on over to my friendly neighborhood liquor store. Yeah. And uh, went to Highland Wine and Spirits. And I went in, and I grabbed my vodka. The good vodka. The good vodka, because, yeah. Because <laughs> Grey Goose is the bomb. Yes. Yeah. So that We get that. Yeah. And then uh, the recipe called for cherry brandy, which they did not have. Yeah. Offered to order, but I needed it right now. Yeah. I mean, it's sweet, but. So, E&J. E&J brandy. Fairly cheap, but not shitty. There you go. So, he gave me that and some grenadine. <laughs> So <laughs> we're making it work. Yeah. So you put a shot of the vodka, you put a shot of cherry brandy, or if it's me, you put a shot of brandy and a splash of grenadine in there. Yeah. And then regular Coca-Cola. There's mm-hmm. a shot of that. Mm-hmm. And cranberry juice. Just regular, not cranberry juice cocktail. Just I regular cannot cranberry even juice. taste the cranberry juice. I forgot that, that was in here. Mm-hmm. That's in there. It tastes like, you're right, it tastes like cherry Coke with vodka. Mm-hmm. With the aftertaste of medicine. A little bit of Robitussin in yeah. there. It's fine. It did not turn out black because uh-uh. they didn't have black vodka. But who has black vodka? I've never seen that before. What is, yeah. What? What? If you've ever had black vodka, tell me about this thing. And send me some. Uh, yeah, because with my love of all things black, 
How and have vodka. I and vodka? How have I not had black <laughs> vodka? What is happening? I don't know. So that's a black cat cocktail, and it's pretty good. It is I, pretty good. I did add a little extra coke to mine because it was a little, yeah. It is a little, <laughs> but um, my taste buds have become accustomed to the taste, so I'm gonna drink it. Mm-hmm. Might be a little slurry. Um, it's fine. I may be reading cross-eyed by the time we get to my case, so it's fine. <laughs> It'll be a fun one. Yeah, because what we're not telling you is we each took a shot before we drank our drink. (laughs) Well, I wanted to try the brandy straight. I don't recall ever having it. And I didn't want to be left out, so I took a shot of vodka. Now I know why it's a sipper. (laughs) (laughs) And I I have no regrets, so here we are. No, I don't regret it, but ooh. Okay. Okay, so there we go. Hump day tree, happy humping. Happy humping. Go to the socials. There's trivia questions there. We we do do you know, that. You know what happens if you answer a trivia question correctly? Gold stars. You get a gold star. And whoever has the most gold stars at the end of the season gets a mystery prize. We're narrowing down the mystery prize, friends. Yeah. Yeah. We got it narrowed down to two. Mm-hmm. I think there's a We might do a, a, a mini miny mo kind of thing. Well, I don't really know. One's a bit of a front runner. Yeah. But we're going to see what happens. And we have all kinds of other stuff on there, too. Yeah, just go to the socials. You'll see. You'll find things there. When you when you start scrolling, you'll figure it out. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're, you're a smart bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, because they're listening to us. Well, so well, they're extremely intelligent. Well. Shut up. <laughs> Anywho. Let's talk about some superstitious stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I myself am not superstitious. But I am a little stitches. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was legit about to answer that, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to... We're just going to do this. Yeah. Let's, let's do the damn thing, friends. Okay. Okay. So, the direction I went, because you could go lots of directions with this. Yeah. I decided to choose two of the major things people are superstitious about Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and expand on them. So here we are. I chose Friday the 13th and Black Cats. I love Friday the 13th. Me too. And I love Black Cats. Oh my God. They're so amazing. Yes. All the good things. Yeah. So here we go. Okay. Superstitions have been around for centuries and are part of many cultures. They are believed to either bring good luck or ward off bad luck, but they are based on nothing more than folklore and myth. (laughs) I have this like weird taste and feeling in my mouth. Did you drug me? (laughs) Did I interrupt your swallow? (laughs) (laughs) It was, can't even describe what you did. There was tongue motion. <laughs> you know, like when oh, you're savoring the flavor and you're going, yeah, well, it was the whole tongue to the front of the mouth thing as well. It was, it was like, excessive. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was extra. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There was excessive tongue use. <laughs> Depends on how you do it. <laughs> She's got skills. 
Maybe one of those old Okay, we've got to go to work today. Yeah, we have to do this. Okay. (laughs) Superstitions remain popular today with people believing that they can influence their lives in some way. It's important to remember that superstitions are not based on facts or scientific evidence. Instead, they rely on irrational beliefs and unfounded fears. I would not call them irrational. (laughs) Studies have shown that there is no correlation between the day of the week and the likelihood of bad things happening. Despite the lack of evidence, people still believe in the superstition surrounding Friday the 13th. Some even go as far as to avoid making important decisions or doing certain activities on this day. I, on the other hand, think it's super cool to make the decision of getting a new tattoo and traveling there and getting one for the Friday the 13th specials. Yeah, because those are the best ones. (laughs) Oh, my God. Friday the 13th are amazing. I'm sorry. I love them. Nothing but good things happen to me. It tends to be a lucky day for me as well. Right. I think it just depends on your on your mindset or mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. See, I always thought it was just me and I like before I met you and you said that, I thought it was just me. I didn't know anybody else that thought that was a cool day and I was like, "Oh, it's probably cuz my birthday's on Halloween, so like that day is just cool for me." Mm-hmm. It was just written in the stars to be my lucky day. I don't know. Like, I mean, I've always experienced other people having bad things happen on Friday the 13th, but I, I for one enjoy Maybe the day. It's because we're spooky little bitches. Scorpio thing? Maybe. I don't know. We'll go with that. I like it. Okay. I'm here for it. I will accept that answer. (laughs) Consider today a bad luck. Friday the 13th has inspired a late 19th century secret society, an early 20th century novel, and a horror film franchise. Horror. Horror horror film (laughs) franchise. (laughs) Say Aurora. (laughs) Aurora. Fuck off. (laughs) I can say that. (laughs) That's all that matters. Just like walking under a ladder or breaking a mirror, many people hold on tight to the belief that Friday the 13th brings bad luck. It's uncertain exactly when this particular tradition began, but negative superstitions have swirled around the number 13 for centuries. Stop it. Being negative about 13. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's going to be some more of that. I feel sorry for it. (laughs) So hang on. There's some more of that. Okay. I mean, I'm going to say some good things too. Many Western cultures have historically associated the number 12 with something being complete. For example, there are 12 days of Christmas, 12 months and zodiac signs, 12 gods of Olympus, and 12 tribes of Israel. Okay. So why is it that its successor 13 is synonymous with bad luck? The ancient code of Hammurabi, mm-hmm. <laughs> for example, omitted a 13th law from its list of legal rules. Some say it was probably a clerical error, but superstitious people sometimes point to this as proof of 13's long-standing negative associations. Well, if you're looking for something, you're going to find it. Oh, for reals. Some hotel buildings have gone to considerable lengths to get rid of the 13th floor and would skip straight to the 14th floor, while some hotels do not have a room 13 altogether. Yeah, I'm, I'm highly dis- disappointed in this stuff. It's, it's odd. Yeah. Even major airlines such as Ryanair, which I've never heard of, but it was the example given, so we're going with it. Okay. They don't have a 13th row on their planes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
whether you number it that way or not, it's, it's still, still the if you are counting it row. sequentially, there's a 13th. <laughs> it's still row. there. Okay. All right. I'm going to say some big words. <laughs> Ooh. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Fear of the number 13 has even earned a psychological term. Triskaidectophobia. Oh, that was good. I only know that from friends. Oh, <laughs> yes. They thought it was fear of Triscuits. It, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the other one. It's really, I really hard. Yeah, that's what she said. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Parascavidacatriophobia. Okay. Refers to the specific fear of Friday the 13th, not just the number 13. Why does that have to be such a complicated word? You I can't don't know. Shorten to it? drive you crazy. It's gonna. Mm-hmm. It just looks like they got on the keyboard and went. It's like Ashton trying to type a note. Oh my God. Yeah, that looks good. Let's call it that. According to biblical tradition, 13 guests attended the Last Supper, including Jesus and his 12 apostles. One of the guests was Judas, who betrayed him. The next day was Good Friday, the day of Jesus' crucifixion. The seating arrangement at the Last Supper is believed to have started Christian superstition that having 13 guests at a table was a bad omen. Friday's negative associations are weaker than the number 13. Some have suggested they also have roots in Christian tradition. Just as Jesus was crucified on a Friday, Friday was also said to be the day Eve gave Adam the apple from the tree of knowledge and was the day Cain killed his brother Abel. Okay, yeah, I've heard all that, but I have never heard that you're not supposed to have 13 Me people at the table. neither, but I read it in more than one place. The like I but, grew up Catholic. I've been in the Assembly of God. I have never heard that before in my life. And I'm, I mean, I'm going to get to a little bit more of that in just a second. But not all superstitions and traditions have carried over into modern day. Well, so sure. maybe that's one of those that has gone away. But I do have some more on supposedly not having 13 people at the table. Okay, so yeah. just just hold on. Okay. On Friday, October 13th, 1307, Ooh. that's a long time ago, Yeah, officers of King Philip IV Ooh, good of France, <laughs> yes, Roman numerals, <laughs> conquering that, <laughs> yeah, uh, he arrested hundreds of the Knights of Templar, a powerful mm. religious and military order formed in the 12th century for the defense of the Holy Land, yes. Imprisoned on charges of various illegal, not legal, various (laughs) illegal behaviors. Well, if it was legal, they probably shouldn't have been imprisoned. Yeah, I I don't know. What are words? I don't have no idea. I mean, I was supposed to say illegal. I don't have no idea is what I just said. Did you hear that? Yeah, this is a shit show. Okay. But really because the king wanted to access their financial resources. That's really Uh why they were arrested. Okay. Many Templars were later executed. Some say yeah. the link with the Templars is the origin of the Friday the 13th superstition, because that happened like on Friday the 13th. Yeah. So. Okay. In the late 19th century, a New Yorker named Captain William Fowler set out to remove the stigma surrounding the number 13, particularly the unwritten rule about not having 13 guests at a dinner table, mm. by founding an exclusive society called the 13 Club. I like that. Yeah, I found a picture of Fowler. Oh, my God. Oh. So, that is him. That's Mr. 
William Fowler. Okay. He's got a beard. He's got the beard. He's really old. Yeah. <laughs> and he's wearing a suit. Yes. <laughs> State the obvious. So there there you have it. Well, I don't know if I like him or not. Well, we do. Okay. He's good people. Okay. He, this is so cool. Okay. All right. <laughs> the group dined together regularly on the 13th day of the month in room 13 of the Knickerbocker <gasps> Cottage. Shut <laughs> up. A popular pub Fowler owned from 1863 to 1883. I he had a pub called the Knickerbocker, Knickerbocker Cottage. I want to go. I want to go so bad. That's so bad. I don't even know if it's still there. We'll have to Google it. I didn't Google that. I don't know. I just want to go to the site. Of Knickerbocker Cottage? Yeah. I'm here for that. <laughs> okay. Before sitting down for a 13-course dinner, yeah. members would walk under a ladder and a banner reading, okay, I'm not Latin, so don't at me. Okay. Morituri te salut- salutamus. Salutamus. D- all right. Which is Latin for those of us who are about to die salute you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Four former U.S. presidents, Chester A. Arthur, mm. who the fuck is that? D- Grover Cleveland, <laughs> Benjamin Harrison, and Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> All right. Would join the 13 clubs members at one time or another during its existence. I like Teddy even more. <laughs> who is Chester Arthur? Who's President Arthur? Are you serious? <laughs> Dead serious. I mean, I don't, I don't, I honestly couldn't tell you what he did, but I know that, I mean, I know he was. I don't know the name of, of, I've never, never in my life. I don't even know how many we've had by now. Okay. I lost count at 42 and that was like around George Bush or Clinton. Okay. I quit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know either. (laughs) I quit. That might not even be accurate. So I have no idea. Apparently, Chester A. Arthur. It's all been a shit show since then. (laughs) He was the president, so there's that. (laughs) We all learned something today. (laughs) A milestone in the history of the Friday the 13th legend in particular, not just the number 13, happened in 1907 with the novel Friday the 13th. There's a comma there. That's, That's by the pause. Okay. Written by Thomas William Lawson. And I got a picture of the book. Friday, comma, the 13th. Oh, well, you got to have the comma. Yeah. So there's that. I really love this. Mm-hmm. I want this in my house somewhere. Well, let me tell you what it's about. But where can I get it? Um, I don't know. Google it. The book tells... Let me tell you what it's about. Okay. The book tells the story of a New York City stockbroker who plays on superstitions about the date to create chaos on Wall Street and make a killing on the market. Okay. I'm not a stock market person, but I do like The Wolf on Wall Street. That's a good movie. (laughs) Because it was mostly about drugs. It wasn't mostly about the stock market. Well, it was like who was in it, too. Oh, my God. I cannot with you. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'll let you have that one, too. I don't want that one. I'll take Margot Robbie, though. That's who I was talking about. I thought you were talking about Leo. I mean, he's all right, but, like, after Titanic, you can have I don't want him. I'll just take Margot. Yeah. Bitch is fine. 
the horror movie. Horror, God, I hate that word. Then why do you keep typing it? Because I have to use that. I you need can that say word. Scary. No, that's not the same effect. You as horror. Do I need to th- 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 source it? <laughs> no, but that's what it is. It's a horror movie. A horror movie. Okay. Horror. horror. The horror movie. Horror. horror. <laughs> the horror movie. The horror movie. <laughs> The horror movie Friday the 13th, <laughs> released in 1980, introduced the world to a hockey mask wearing killer named Jason. Yeah. And is one of the best known examples of the famous superstition in pulp culture. Pop. pop. Uh, what are words? Pulp culture. And is one of the best known examples of the famous superstition in pop culture. All right. There's I got a movie poster. A picture of the movie poster. Doesn't even show Jason. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, there's, out, That's there's the an axe in, the, in a pillow, though. Yeah, I just searched for the original poster. That's what I got. Uh, okay. The movie led to multiple sequels, comic books, novellas, video games, merchandise, and Halloween costumes. And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All the things. <laughs> in more recent times, a number of traumatic events have occurred on Friday the 13th, including the German bombing of Buckingham Palace in September 1940. Shut up. I didn't know that. Okay. The, the murder of Kitty Genovese in Queens, New York hey, in March 1964. Her. Yeah. A tornado that killed more than 300,000 people in Bangladesh in November 1970. Mm-hmm. The disappearance of a Chilean Air Force plane in the Andes in October 1972. Yep. The death of rapper Tupac Shakur in, in I was going to say in Shreveport. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, believable, but. <laughs> in September 1996. And the crash of the. Costa Concordia cruise ship off the coast of Italy, which killed 30 people in January 2012. Yeah. So all of those awful things happened on Friday Friday the 13th. But I bet if you chose another day in history, like Wednesday the 7th. Yeah, you could find just as many bad things. Yeah. Bad things happen on days. Like, that's a like thing. Like, every day. <laughs> like, so, today. Yeah. So, that's Friday the 13th. That was really good. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. Okay, but this next part is really cool. I like kitties. <laughs> okay, this is the reason for the cocktail. Okay. We're going to talk about black cats. Because why would you not? Meow. Well. <laughs> cats. <laughs> Due to their personality, have always been the subject of legends and superstitions, sometimes with disturbing implications, such as in the case of the black cat. Sadly, over the centuries, these dark, handsome creatures have endured the stigma of cultural and historical myths, superstitions, and tales that make them either coveted or feared. Which is messed up because they are gorgeous. I know. Because of this, shelter workers notice a bias. No. Shelter workers notice a bias against black felines thanks to these lingering perceptions. Sad. I know. Even with the negative thoughts about black cats, there are also positive beliefs about them. Ooh, okay. Let's go look at a picture of a black cat just because. Okay. It says cat. <laughs> <laughs> look how pretty. Oh, see how beautiful they are? Oh. That's, I want a panther. That sweet kitten. You are fucking I retarded. I want a black panther. 
You will be mauled. Not if I get it from a baby. Panthers are going to panther just like bears are going to bear. You'll die. <laughs> Panthers are going to panther. It will bite your face. You can't have a panther. Just like you can't but, write to serial killers. Why are you killing all of my dreams? <laughs> I am Brittany Squasher of dreams. <laughs> I have no dreams anymore in life. You have shot down all of my goals, all of my expectations. Well, I've got a whole line of folks squashing mine, so I have to project. Yeah, but like... <laughs> A black panther? Really? I can't have a black panther? What about a leopard? You cannot have any exotic animal. No, you're only getting bigger. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? You can have a house cat. But there's so much pet hair. (laughs) But you want a fucking tiger? Ma'am, I'm done with Amanda. She's not allowed to talk anymore. Okay, (laughs) moving on. If you're spooked when you see a black cat, it's probably due to medieval folklore that continues to cloud the reputation of these dignified kitties. Black cats have been associated with witches and witchcraft. It's said that the story began when a black cat was seen running into a house thought to be lived in by a witch. Roaming nocturnal... Nocturnal. What is happening? (laughs) Roaming nocturnal black cats were thought to be witches in disguise, witches' pets, or animal-shaped demons sent by witches to spy on humans. From the early 13th century in Europe through the 17th century Salem witch trials in Massachusetts, (laughs) black cats were killed along with those who were considered witches. So, poor kitties. And and ladies. The kitties and the ladies all together. Yes, obviously the ladies. It's also sad. I didn't know the kitties were killed too. Because they thought they were witches or helpers of witches. I mean, they're they're familiars. See, that's why they killed them. But and not necessarily because none of them ladies were witches. I know. <laughs> Black cats have evolved into icons of anything related to witchcraft, especially during the Halloween season. Yeah. A black cat is also associated with bad luck and, unfortunately, death. Yeah, well, so are crows, so we'll get to it. Ooh. (laughs) The fear of black cats may also stem from medieval times when an animal with dark feathers or fur, including crows and ravens, signaled death. In 16th century Italy, it was believed that death was imminent if a black cat lay on someone's bed when they were ill. In modern day here in America, negative connotations continue to haunt black cats. It's considered bad luck if a black cat crosses your path and good luck if a white cat crosses your path. Bruh, I gotta stop you right there. Mm-hmm. I know somebody. We were driving in his truck one day. It was back when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. A black cat crossed the road. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker turned around and went the other way. Oh my God. Kid you not. That's so fucking stupid. (laughs) Another family member is bound to die if you spot a black cat during a funeral procession. It's a bad omen if you see a black cat walking away from you. There are really many superstitions about these animals, and over time they have been generating different versions depending on the culture of the country they come from. That's like believing in the groundhog scene at Shadow. I know. Come on. That's why. If it walks away from you, it might just not want to be around people. Yeah. You might be an asshole. (laughs) 
Don't be an asshole. <laughs> See, that's why at the beginning I said, mm-hmm. she's waving her finger mm-hmm. at me. And you scoffed at me. Oh, what did I scoff? In the very beginning when I said, superstitions remain popular today, blah, 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 blah. They rely on irrational beliefs and unfounded fears. Hmm. Hmm. Well, the ones that I like aren't Hmm. irrational, so Hmm. (laughs) nobody else's opinion matters. Once again, Amanda's not allowed to speak anymore. Okay. You're see, done. See how fun you it is with uh, that. That, that. Let's see that. how long that lasts. Okay, so let's listen to some black cat stuff from around the world. In China, many believe that black cats are carriers of hunger and poverty. In Germany, it is thought that if a black cat crosses the road from right to left, it brings bad luck. While if it does it the other way around from left to right, it is a good omen. Um, That would be based on perception. Because if one passed in between me and Amanda right now, to me, it could be going left to right, but to her, it'd be going right to left. Mm -hmm. You don't have any words for that? All right, I'll keep reading. (laughs) In the Netherlands, it is thought that the cat is a gossipy creature, and those who believe this avoid having private conversations in the presence of a cat. My cat personally judges me, so I don't have private conversations in front of her. Because Pixie's a judgy bitch. <laughs> Amanda's nodding because she's refusing to speak. <laughs> she's seen Pixie a handful of times and already knows she's a judgy bitch. <laughs> My cat's not a people cat. She doesn't hang out with the peoples. <laughs> but fortunately, all of these ideas are just superstition. Black cats are also believed to bring good luck in many ways. In ancient Egypt, black cats were held in the highest esteem because they resembled Bastet. I think that's how you say that, Bastet. The cat-headed Egyptian goddess of home, fertility, and protection from disease. I got a picture of Bastet. (laughs) Amanda's dying. (laughs) So this looks like a really pretty piece of artwork, but it shows the body of a woman with the head of a cat. Go ahead. I love this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's some of my favorite Egyptian stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Do you feel better? Do you feel better? Though, I was holding you? it in. I saw. You had neck veins happening. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please let me talk. <laughs> Okay, okay. (laughs) Black cats are considered good luck in other parts of the world as well. In Asia and the UK, you're going to be lucky in life if you own a black cat. Yes. In Japan, you'll have luck finding luck. In Japan, you'll have luck in finding love if you spot a black cat. And I read. I don't work here, so. (laughs) (laughs) I read another thing saying that um, lots of young Japanese women go out and buy black cats to keep in their home no, because that's they cheating. think it would help them to mm-hmm. find love. It has to come to you naturally. Who is making these rules? I don't know. You? I, <laughs> if a black cat comes to live with you, it's good luck. So I believe if one comes to you naturally, 
then it's good luck. If you go and seek one out, that's cheating. So if I go to the shelter to look for a cat and this black one speaks to me and I decide I want this cat. Are you seeking it out to find a man? What if I'm seeking out a cat? If you're seeking out a cat, that's fine. But if you're seeking it out for an ulterior motive, I think that's fucked up. (laughs) Once again, these are all superstitions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, in parts of England, a bride will have luck in her marriage if she receives a black cat as a gift. And Europe and people that listen in all of these countries, let me know if this is true. Okay. Like, this is just what the interweb told me. Yeah. Uh, validate. Please, mm-hmm. please. Yes. In Europe, sailors will have a safe journey if they bring along a black cat on the ship. Mm-hmm. In Scotland, you'll have prosperity if a black cat appears at your doorway or on your porch. Oh, yes. In France, something magical is said to happen if you see a black cat. Mm-hmm. I I would like something I like magical. That. Yeah. Yeah. In Russia, if a cat sits next to a newborn in their cradle, it drives away evil spirits. I like that. Yes. In other cultures around the world, it's a sign of good luck if you dream about a black cat, see one walking towards you, or if you happen to find a stray white hair on its fur. Yeah. A black cat can become a loyal friend and protector, a wonderful ally against bad forces and negative energies. Mm -hmm. Cats on their own terms, of course, know how to give a lot of affection and company. It is impossible to be bored with them. That is so true. So true. I mean, they give the affection when they on, choose. On their own terms, like I said, because <laughs> yeah. my cat will, let's say it's just like a Saturday, the entire family's at home. Mm-hmm. And we'll see her when we wake up. Yeah. I won't see her again all day. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't have a huge house. Go? Where the fuck is the cat? Like, she just kind of does her own shit. Like, I'll randomly see her behind a curtain in a window, or I'll hear her little bell jingle under the bed, or she'll be, like, climbed up in some odd spot. But she's just, like, doing her own thing. She doesn't want you in her space. She's not going to get in your space. Not at all. Do you know how many times I've been to your house? A bajillion. A bajillion. You know how many times I've seen your cat? Probably, like, four. Once. Really? One, maybe two. Maybe two. Yeah, she doesn't do lots of people. Mm -mm. She's definitely my cat. (laughs) She does not do lots of people. She is definitely a Britney cat. But the only time this bitch wants anything to do with me is if I am reading a book, reading something in my hands. If I'm typing, she wants to be like all up in my business. (laughs) Or if I'm trying to go to sleep. She will lick my face like a dog when I'm trying to go to sleep. (laughs) Because she wants me to pet her. Like, she cry. Cats are, like, they... They're so cool, though. They are, like, their own... They're not, like, having any other pet. Mm-mm. I have a dog, too. I love my dog. But dogs are so... Dogs and cats are so different. I they're still so keep different. trying to steal Alice. <sighs> she she wants her son, Ashton, to have a big dog. And I'm like... She's like, yeah, but we have Alice, so I can't. And I'm like, well, hello. You're not. You, you can't I can take Alice, and y'all could have visitation <laughs> rates, or or no, or yes. <laughs> I've had Alice her entire life. She's just gonna stay there. I'm not giving up on this. <laughs> <laughs> You're not squashing this dream, Brittany. Your dream of thieving my animal. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
There are numerous studies that have shown how coexistence with cats is beneficial for both physical and mental health. Yeah. Yet, even in our modern society, some people fear the black cat, and sadly, black cats still have a higher risk of mistreatment, especially around Halloween. Stop it. So, in Italy, they have the Italian Association for the Defense of Animals and the Environment. Shorten that. The AIDAA. Well, ADA? ADA. Call it ADA. Has set up Black Cat Day. It's an event that occurs every year on November 17th, whose purpose is to rehabilitate the reputation of these cats. Well, we are celebrating November 17th. I thought that was really cool. Yes. And just for funsies. Okay. (laughs) I have some of our favorite characters that have been black cats. Okay. So I have Felix the Cat from the old timey cartoons. Oh my God. Yes. I have Snowball 2 from The Simpsons. (laughs) (laughs) I have Binks from Hocus Pocus. Zachary. <laughs> Thackeray. Thackeray Binks. <laughs> I have Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yes. And even though he's a tuxedo kitty, we have Sylvester. Suffering Thackeray. Yes. So peruse those pictures as you will. Oh, I love I them all. I love Sabrina. Mm-hmm. That was such a good show. It was a good show. I like the new one, too. Yeah. It's dark and fucked up. And I know. I, lo- I love how dark and twisty it went. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wish they had done that to begin with. But it's, it was the times. It's yeah. fine. It was the 90s. You can't be a 90s preteen Friday night sitcom with the dark and twisty. You can now. <laughs> Truthies. <laughs> All right. Well, that was my story. That's oh all my I got. God, that's it. I want more. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you get. Well, I didn't speak for like a whole hour. There, during your case, there so. may have been three and a half minutes, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> calm down. Oh, and it was like during some of the best stuff. Well, now it you're was, gonna. It was hard. It's it was hard. Yeah, that's what she said. That's I mean, what I'm she not, said. <laughs> I'm not gonna speak a whole lot. I actually did struggle a little bit with this one because every superstition that I found that intrigued me, there was like one paragraph and it was the same paragraph in pretty much every article I found. So I decided to go with the best superstitions I've ever heard and they're the ones from Practical Magic. So I'm excited for this route that you took. I found some really good info, and it's legit. So, here we go. Too legit to quit. Hey, hey. I danced a little. I know. I saw it. You did a little. <laughs> <laughs> a little song, song. <laughs> and I sang. So. There you go. Um, You're welcome. Oh, look. I did put, I, was, I, I put writings on the wall in my title. Mm-hmm. Superstitions and writings on the wall. There we go. Okay. Well, let's just jump right into this. Okay. I will survive. Hey, hey. Oh, as long as I know how to love, I know I'll stay alive. Anyways. <laughs> Keep that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> okay. Um, do what you will with that. Um, <laughs> don't take that out until you hear my entire case. Okay. You'll see why later. Okay, so I'm just going to dive right into it. 
start off with uh, when you hear the sound of the Death Watch Beetle, the man you love is doomed to die. Okay. So let's find out a little bit about this beetle. The Death Watch Beetle is found in Europe and Eastern North America. It feeds on old wood, including beams and furniture in historic buildings. Stop. Quit messing with the old buildings. Oh, I was like, I, I didn't do anything. It's like the second time I've done this in this episode. I'm going to solve that. <laughs> I'm taking things way too literally I'm today. Sorry. Beetle, stop destroying historic buildings. Yes, please. When the beetles reach adulthood, which may take up to 10 years, they tap their heads on the wood to attract a mate. Hearing this tapping <laughs> is considered bad luck and predicts a tragedy in the house. Noting how Sandra Bullock dug up all of the floorboards <laughs> and such. The tapping sounds like the ticking of a clock counting down the seconds left in someone's life. It was often heard by people awake on a quiet night watching over the dying in old churches or houses. This led to the superstition that anyone who heard the sound is soon to die. But unlike in the film, the person whose death is predicted is not necessarily the man you love. Okay. It could be anybody. It could be you. <laughs> or you. Or, or even you. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that just happened. Yeah, it did. We spent too much time together. Mm -hmm. Or not enough. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm, I like it. All right. And the next one is the part about the blood on the moon. There are two phenomena, which phenomena. can, phenomena, <laughs> which can cause the moon or the area around it to appear red. A lunar eclipse, also known as a blood moon, happens when the earth is between the moon and the sun. The Earth blocks most sunlight from reaching the moon, but some bends around the Earth's atmosphere and makes the moon appear red. Lunar eclipses are associated with bad luck in many cultures. Whatever. Even Christianity associates a red moon with the return of God to Earth. But don't worry about the end of the world just yet because there are other signs, including the darkening of suns and stars and blah, 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 blah. Yada, yada. Yeah, there's a whole bunch. Another event that can cause blood on the moon is a halo, which occurs when the light from the moon is bent by ice crystals on clouds. Fabulous. That's cool. I love the science of all of that. The light of different colors is bent by different amounts, so the ring nearest to the moon will appear red. Lunar halos are considered a sign of change. They also signal bad weather is on the way because the type of clouds that can cause them are often followed by large storms. Okay. Which I saw yesterday when our um city, whatever, neighboring neighborhood yeah. <laughs> got hit pretty damn hard. We Anyways. had some tornadic activity it was, yesterday. It was eventful. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. And then, so she does freak out about her tiger's eye. So I figured I'd throw the part about her tiger's eye necklace in here. It's a brown, semi-precious stone containing bands of golden yellow color. It's believed to increase self-confidence and independence, as well as protection and grant insight on new situations. So we need to go get a fuck ton of tiger's eye. I really want a tiger's eye. We, now more than ever. We need to go to... Um, the House of Hoodoo. Well, I was thinking more oh. local. <laughs> no, I, I need a, an excuse to go to the House of Hoodoo in New Orleans. <laughs> can just go to Peace of Mind Center and have one, like, now. 
Next one is Broomfell Company's coming. What 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 is that about? Well, there are lots of superstitions relating to visitors and brooms, which kind of made me do this because I kept reading <laughs> stuff about brooms and I was like, "Ooh, practical magic." <gasps> Ooh, practical magic. Yeah. Yeah. So, company will arrive if a small child begins sweeping unexpectedly. Any Time my child starts sweeping unexpectedly. I don't care what the reason is. She is sweeping. (laughs) Yeah, just leave it alone. I'm okay with it. Strangers will visit if dirt is swept out through the door. And you can summon guests by placing a broom in the corner. How do you keep them away? Hold on. Okay. (laughs) The superstition referenced in the film says that if a broom falls in front of the door, then company will arrive that day. Falling brooms may bring more than company. A broom falling as you are passing is bad luck, but picking up a broom that is lying on the floor is good luck. Well, I should have tons of good luck because I'm picking know, shit right? up all like, the time. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> a broom falling is also a sign that a proposal of marriage will happen soon. I'm going to anchor my broom to the wall. that bitch ain't falling (laughs) brooms are associated with marriage in other ways dropping a broom or standing it upside down means that you will marry soon sweeping over the feet of a single person means that a person will never marry hey let's do that um but immediately (laughs) spitting on the broom breaks its spell so if I swept your feet and then you changed your mind, you had second thoughts, all you could I had spit to, all on I it? All I have to do is spit on it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I just read that out loud and I get it. Oh my God, it hit. Okay. All you got to do is spit, spit on, on it. it. Okay. Um, okay. I'm learning so much stuff. I'm here to educate you. All you have to do is spit. Okay. Okay. Well, um, moving right along. Moving right along. Let's get to the famous quote that she says in the movie. Always throw spilt salt over your shoulder. Keep rosemary by your garden gate and plant lavender for luck. So let's get into what those are about. The salt thing. This is a fairly well-known proverb referenced in the final sentence of the film. Salt is considered pure and incorruptible in Christian mythology. So spilling salt is an invitation to the devil to perform evil deeds. Okay. Throwing spilled salt over the left shoulder deters the devil from causing problems. Some people don't believe that throwing the salt is enough to deter the devil and also crawl under the table to the opposite side. Okay, that's That's weird. (laughs) That's excessive. An alternative to throwing the salt is to cry enough tears (laughs) to dissolve it. (laughs) Okay. Some superstitions say that the person who spilt the salt will cry in their future, so you might as well get it over with early. I cannot. (laughs) Just, oh, I spilt salt. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I can't just cry. (laughs) Yes, I can too. Just sit here and cry. (laughs) 
I mean, I can, but it's going it, to, look, if I actually allow that. myself to cry, it's going to be more than what I spilt. Okay. That was my office reference. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, you didn't get it? I, I, I missed it. I'm sorry. That's why I shouldn't be allowed to talk. I'm just going to sit here and not talk. Andy Bernard. I'm sorry. Yes, I can too. Just sit here and cry. I'm sorry. You have to go watch it now. I obviously have not Go watch the last enough. season of The Office. Oh my gosh. <sighs> you know what? You fail me as well. So, it's true. We're even. All right, let's talk about some rosemary. By the way, I have no photos this week because what else am I going to show y'all? Like, you you want a picture of rosemary? Just go back and look at the cartoon cats. It's fine. Just yeah, just go <laughs> look at the kitties. It's it's enough entertainment. Kit Kat break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. I mean, I do love rosemary on some chicken, mm-hmm. and it smells really really good. Anyways, all right, rosemary. Oh, look, rosemary is a fragrant <laughs> woody herb. And there are lots of benefits to planting it in your garden, as well as being very tasty. It has been proven to improve memory and extracts of rosemary are being investigated as cancer treatment. Okay. I could use some memory help. Yeah. Good Lord. I don't even remember what I talked about like 30 minutes ago. Rosemary has antibacterial, antifungal, and antiviral properties. And was burnt as a disinfectant in hospital wards. I would love. That's pretty cool. Okay. Like with all good things, you can have too much of it. Consuming a large amount of rosemary causes vomiting and miscarriage. Did you know that? Well, no. Well, that's why I left that in there. Because I was like, excuse me? I've never heard that before. Uh -uh. Ever in my entire life. Vomiting and miscarriage. Well, uh, if you're pregnant, don't eat rosemary at all, ever. <laughs> but um, it also supposedly attracts love and keeps you youthful. Give me all the rosemary. Let just lay it on top of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be youthful, bitches. <laughs> Is said to ward off evil spirits. Yes. So keeping it by the garden gate will protect your property. Allegedly, rosemary will only flourish in a house where women are in charge. So it'll grow at my house. Fuck <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Stephen. <laughs> Definitely at mine. Because <laughs> there's only women. And I'm sometimes in charge. <laughs> You're supposed to be in <laughs> <charge>. supposed to be. <laughs> okay. Um, let's let's go to some a little bit more therapeutic. Plant lavender for luck. I love lavender. I do too. It's so pretty and it smells so good. And it makes my skin feel amazing. Mm-hmm. Lavender is considered a lucky plant and it was sold in Victorian England to protect against ill fortune. Sprigs of lavender were burnt or hung over doorways to drive away evil spirits. On Midsummer's Night, it was placed outside in a bowl of water to absorb protective powers. Then women would wash this with water to improve their looks and health. I'm trying to improve my looks. This summer, I think I might set some lavender outside in a bowl. I just want to see. I just want to see what Mm, it does. Just splash the water on your face. 
No, I'm going to pour it on me. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. How I'm big just, is this bowl or take a bath if you're talking it. about pouring hey, it all over you? I It doesn't say how many bowls. <laughs> Truth. It just says a bowl. Mm-hmm. So I could have numerous bowls and make a bath out of it. Maybe. So you can have a cold lavender bath? Ew. No. Well, if I boil it, well, no, it'd probably like take it out, so... Maybe that's why it's supposed to be on a midsummer's night when it's really, really warm. You're not supposed to bathe in it. Well, I'm gonna. <laughs> You're not <laughs> supposed to fill your tub with it. <laughs> no, I'll do like a little kiddie pool outside. Oh my god, I cannot. <laughs> Y'all come get your friend. Come get your friend. <laughs> um, I'm I'm just here for all the youthful stuff. And protective powers, and <laughs> I don't know. It's supposed to promote inner peace as well, and has been proven to help with anxiety. Give me all the lavenders. The, see, I'm bathing in the shit. It's also said to help attract love. Yeah, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so that's all of the practical magic stuff. I did find some other things that intrigued me. This one we may need to pay attention to, or it just depends on our mindset, maybe. But um, seeing at the dinner table summons evil spirits. Well, technically, when we're sitting here, we're not eating dinner, usually. Oh, my fuck. It is a dinner table, and we eat here, and we sing here. It doesn't say, like, it. it's not restricted to just a meal. Like, Oh, my God. It, <laughs> no more singing. <laughs> That's why I said keep the singing, maybe. <laughs> no more singing. We're done. We're done. Next time you feel like breaking into a song over the mashed potatoes, you may want to hold off until you leave the table. Otherwise, you may attract evil spirits, according to Dutch superstition. That's also common in Bohemia and North Carolina. I thought that what? was odd. The actual fuck? <laughs> what? Places around the world and North Carolina. <laughs> Bohemia and North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. All right. Tell us all about it, North Carolina. I don't know. That's all I can do. That's great. <laughs> the origins of how this belief came to be about are uncertain. Although some speculate that someone may have wanted to silence a dinner mate with a less than melodious voice. <laughs> That's great. Bruh, stop singing. Stop, it's bad luck. You're going to bring on evil spirits, which you just... You're summoning shit. You got to stop. Like, (laughs) for everybody's benefit. (laughs) No more Phil Collins at the dinner table. (laughs) I can feel it. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) It's too late. We have sang through 81 episodes, Oh, my God. Whether it was on the podcast or not, there is a lyric or two. In every episode. I've just got to stop singing. Don't stop the singing. Don't stop. Believe it. Please don't stop the music. 
<laughs> now I have to go home and watch Pitch Perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my shit, do, y'all. Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh my god! I keep going to take a drink, but I'm laughing so much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I had to, like, throw that one in there, but I'm going to switch it up just a little bit because I have a thing about mirrors, and I have been told this since I was a child, but for some reason, I've still had this happen. So, um, mirrors by the bed steal your soul. I don't like it. Don't worry. There's ways around it. I got a loophole for you. I have a mirror in my bedroom. It's okay. I, I got a way around it. Just, okay. just stick with me, friend. I'll tell you how. Okay. Okay. So if you sleep with a mirror facing your bed, you may want to reconsider. Okay. It doesn't face Okay. The bed. When it says facing your bed, basically it's like if it's at the foot of oh, your no. bed. Then I'm good. I'm okay. <clears throat> I mean, there, it, it kind of pertains to mirrors, period, is what the myth says, but... Mostly, it's if it's at the foot of your bed. Okay. Legend has it that spirits from the other side will suck your soul out through the mirror. I don't like it. There's no better time to suck someone's soul out than when they're laying unprotected and unaware in bed. This is true. So true. I know this. As beautiful. <laughs> Wait, you know this. Hold on. I'm going to have to pause. Do you know this? How do you know this? <laughs> What are you, what what are you referencing? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. No. I'm what not. are you talking about? I'm not. Who's sucking your soul? Nobody's out? sucking my soul out. Are you sucking someone's soul? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, friend. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, if they're unprotected and unaware in bed, <laughs> and if the mood hits you right, it is what it you're is. You're going to. <laughs> Is what it is, dude. <laughs> oh, this took such a dirty turn. <laughs> and you know what? You may want to be dirty minded through the rest of it. Let's see how fun this goes. All right, let's, let's do or it. How? How? I don't even. Uh, Mirrors on the bed. Mirrors on the bed. Got it. So soul sucking. <laughs> as beautiful <laughs> as beautiful as the giant bedroom mirrors are, placing the mirror elsewhere might not be a bad idea if you're superstitious. If your mirror is fixed to a closet door or a wall and you can't move it, simply covering it with a blanket or cloth at night will also do the trick. Okay. So there's ways around it. But supposedly a mirror in the bedroom can bounce around negative energies. It is a bit more nuanced than that, though, as this belief seems to originate in feng shui, which actually states that a mirror reflects your image while sleeping. That's creepy, too. Yeah. That reflective energy will double in strength based on whatever type of energy you already have. So if you have good luck, it will double. But if you have bad luck... You're screwed. What if you are cranky and exhausted? Does that just double that? It's negative energy. So that just doubles that? Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm super cranky and exhausted all the time. Because I have a mirror in my bedroom. We'll cover the bitch up. All right. See what it does. Okay. Another superstition. Another superstition in this category. (laughs) 
is that a mirror hanging in the bedroom can cause nightmares because your soul leaves the body when we sleep. And when the soul sees itself in the mirror, it becomes frightened. Also, if the soul sees its reflection in a mirror while away from the body, it may get confused and try to enter the body in the mirror instead of the actual body, opening the opportunity to steal a soul. I don't like it. Oh, my God. I know. I don't like it. And now I'm getting rid of the mirror. So <clears throat> It's quite gorgeous. So if anybody wants to buy a mirror. No, just cover it. That What's a do blanket going to do? Um, It will protect your soul. Oh, my God. Is exactly what the fuck it will do. No, my soul's wonderful, and it will still try to steal it. I'm willing to take my chances. A blanket's I mean, not like I'm a rebel. <laughs> I'm not going to cover my mirror. I'm just saying, like it's it is what it is. And my soul ain't that great. I'm just talking shit. You really don't want it. I mean, it'd be like kidnapping me. I'd be like, so why'd you pick me? <laughs> Mom would just be like, I'm tired. I'm hungry. When are we going to Target? Can we please get some Taco Bell? Ooh. Speaking of fast food, so I, ha- I heard on the radio this morning, they did a national survey of the healthiest fast food burgers. You know what the number one healthiest is? No. Take a guess. Uh, Whataburger. Yes! Yes! It is fucking Whataburger. You know it's last? McDonald's. No. You hate it. I hate it. Burger, Burger King. King. <laughs> I was gonna say Burger King or Wendy's. It's Burger King. <laughs> I cannot believe Waterburger is the healthiest. I freaking love Water Burger. I love Waterburger. So I think that that's what we should eat from now on when we yeah. want a a burger. burger. Yeah. We're eating healthy. It's the healthiest fast food burger. I mean, I'm here for the mentality of yeah. mentality. And technically, potatoes are a vegetable, so. And so is vodka. Because <laughs> <laughs> it comes from potatoes. Soup's healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're drinking healthy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> As we stare at the Coca-Cola and grenadine, it's <laughs> soup's healthy. Tets, my guts. Tets, my guts. Um, I do have another... I would say little thing, but I'm going to post it because it is superstitions around the world and it is three pages in itself. So I'm not gonna. There's a few that stick out, like the one from Russia. I'm not here for this, okay? If bird poop hits you, it'll bring you wealth. Ew. If you step in dog poop, it's good luck in France. Ew. What? What's with all the poop? I don't know. There's so many... Like weird little things in here. If an owl gets in your home in Italy, someone in You'll your fall family down the will die. No, someone in your <laughs> someone in your family will die. <laughs> oh my shit! The staircase. Um, in Portugal, it's bad luck to walk backwards, so don't do that. You know why it's bad luck to walk backwards? No, because supposedly the devil can see the path of where you're going if you walk backwards. Mm-hmm. But he can't see you. Usually, if you walk, walk backwards, that's where you're gonna go. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I know. I found that little tidbit. I learned stuff. Look at you. I'm so oh proud. my god. So um, I'm gonna post that though somehow because it's it's really good. <laughs> Do not step over a child, or the child <laughs> will remain short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yep, yep, yep. That's what they say in Turkey. And I mean, Ashton's going to have to stop growing ASAP. So maybe I need to step over him a couple times. In Rwanda, women don't eat goat meat. If they do, they might get facial hair. So don't eat goat meat. I'm good if, there. If, if you don't want facial hair. I'm good hair. there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Canada, women are not to eat fish while pregnant or the baby will be born with a fish face. Fuck off. <laughs> That's great. All the, just just go through it. Like, it's so funny. It's, oh, my God. What would you find? Don't cut your nails at night. Mm-hmm. This will bring death. That's yeah. what they say in Japan. Yeah. That's the only time I cut my nails. No, That's when too. I cut my kids' nails. Oh, my God. Me, too. Because after a bath, they're soft. and mm-hmm. That's the best time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't keep reading this right now. I'm gonna there's, spiral. There's some crazy, crazy stuff, y'all. So, yeah, that'll be posted. Shit's wild. So there's my case. Um, it's a little short, but that's okay because now that means we that was have, great. Uh, more time for trivia. Trivia. And and I still have I, I have a current tally. Okay, you go for it. Announce the winners and the tally and such. The winners of this week. What was the question? What was the terrifying way the servant girl annihilator secured his victims? While they were fucking sleeping. Yeah. Look, that's that's some chicken. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's cheating. Mm-hmm. You want me to read to you? Yeah, go ahead. Let me tell you about it. Okay. And again, all this stuff is coming from the serial killer trivia book, Cold Cases by Michelle Kaminsky. Great book. So, it says, in the depths of the night, this ruthless serial killer broke into homes and dragged his defenseless victims outside, where he hacked at their heads with axes, stabbed them, or both. Austin, yeah, Austin, Texas, isn't well known for its brutal crime, but it is home to one of the most disturbing serial killer cold cases in history. In late December 1884, the so-called Servant Girl Annihilator attacked a young black cook named Molly Smith, who was bludgeoned with an axe after being taken from her bedroom in her employer's home. The scene was so bloody, Smith had also been stabbed numerous times all over her body, that reports say she appeared to be floating in a pool of blood in the snow. Oh my God. The second and third victims of the killer were also black domestic employees, and both were murdered in May 1885. Cook Eliza Shelley and servant Irene Cross were also brutally attacked with an axe, leaving Cross nearly scalped. Next was an 11-year-old black girl named Mary Ramey, who was stabbed through her ear. Oh, God. The Annihilator then murdered a young black couple, Gracie Vance and Orange Washington. The killer targeted his first white victims on Christmas Eve, 1885, in two separate locations— Susan Hancock, a respected woman in Austin, and Eula Phillips, who was just 17 years old. In total, the killer's victims, if there was indeed only one perpetrator, numbered eight. Oh, don't like him. Whoever he was. He's probably dead now. Uh, Well, for sure. Back in the 1800s. For sure. Yeah. Wow. So, Jesus, process that. Um, The winners were, are... Bonnie Cole. Yeah, girl. Now you got five. And Shannon Williams, who now has four. So they are in the lead. 
rack up those points, y'all. Got them two top spots. Yeah. Catch up. And uh, you still can because here's another trivia question. <laughs> We're leaving the country for this one. Oh, okay. All right, go. What small Central American country saw an unknown serial killer target young girls in 1998 to 2000? Well, that's not okay. Yeah, it's fucked up. Read it again. What small Central American country saw an unknown serial killer target young girls in 1998 to 2000? And your time starts now. Now. TikTok. On the clock. Because the party don't stop ever here. All right. So. Okay. So get your gold stars because there is a really good mystery prize at the end. And you know what? We've just decided to kind of keep it a mystery. We may reveal it in time. Yeah. Slowly. Yeah. I can do blurred photos. Blurred line. <laughs> okay, so go to the socials, do the trivia stuff. Mm-hmm. Go to the socials and guess on your mind teaser Mondays. Go to the socials and look at pictures from the case. And go to the socials and look at other shit. <laughs> Just <laughs> go there. It's all there. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So go do that. Write and review and come back next week. Yeah. Because, I mean, we'll be here. Because next week is is good. God next God. week's going to be awesome. Um. So, yeah, we'll anyway. see you guys next week. Or no, we won't. You, you can hear us next week. Yeah, we'll let you hear us next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goodbye, friends. Okay, bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout out to Stephen Goetzky for editing, Craig Sweaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagens for art. We'll talk at you next week.